0: Welcome to the election ride home for Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Glenn Fleischman, with a summary of election news. In Iowa, Biden floats a deal to Klobuchar. A pro-Israel Democratic super PAC airs anti-Sanders ads in that state. Bloomberg spends tens of millions of dollars on healthcare-related advertising. Judge's campaign has trouble listening to staff people of color. And the Senate impeachment trial heads towards a conclusion? Or weeks more it is five days until the Iowa caucuses 13 until voting in New Hampshire and 279 days until the general election and here's what you missed today from the campaign trail Iowa is the focus for another few days as candidates continue to try to spread their message. If the Senate impeachment trial ends on Friday or adjourns that day until next week, candidates for the Democratic presidential nomination who are senators, that's notably Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren, could get extra time in Iowa. There were three new polls since yesterday, but since none of them moves the needle on any candidate in Iowa or nationally anywhere within the margins of error, I'm just going to note one thing. Polls have consistently found some upward movement for Klobuchar in Iowa, but since it's within the margin of error, it's impossible to know how that will fully translate. Former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign reportedly floated an idea to Klobuchar's staff about a mutual protection pact. As you are incredibly bored of hearing me say, the Iowa caucuses require a 15% threshold of voters in each of nearly 2,000 precincts across the state for a candidate to advance. Any supporters of candidates below that threshold in each caucus have to change allegiance to a viable one or group together to form a viable number. Biden's campaign reportedly looked to Klobuchar so that both candidates could shore up numbers. In caucuses in which either wouldn't hit 15%, the candidates would agree to ask supporters to shift to the other's support. The New York Times reported people in both the Biden and Klobuchar camps played down the discussion, which took place at a Des Moines restaurant, and aides for Ms. Klobuchar said they did not regard it as a serious overture. You'd think Klobuchar would have a lot more benefit from this than Biden, but as I noted yesterday, it could be of significant mutual benefit. It's likely in many caucuses, perhaps most, Klobuchar wouldn't achieve the 15% threshold. Having a commitment to urge supporters to add votes to Biden's percentage could allow Biden a thin threshold to claim a number one finish in Iowa, even if he only receives slightly more or even one more pledged delegates than Sanders. Likewise, Klobuchar needs to demonstrate some strength coming out of Iowa, and receiving no pledged state-level delegates as a result of the caucuses could spell the end after New Hampshire, a primary she's committed to. Biden agreeing to push his backers in caucuses, in which he's in the weaker position, could help her grab a delegate. Klobuchar, meanwhile, is waging a hot-dish campaign in Iowa, reflecting her Minnesotan identity— Iowans don't call it hot dish, but they seem charmed. She or her campaign staff are having potluck events in which her signature hot dish is one of the items served. For those unfamiliar with the Midwest delicacy, hot dish is a particular type of casserole, a meal typically baked in one container, like a glass dish in an oven. Casserole is general, while hot dish is specific. A cream soup base, like cream of mushroom, vegetables, sometimes from frozen, sometimes leftover, potato or pasta often cheese, and topped with some crunchy thing, like tater tots, as in Klobuchar's recipe. On a less pleasant topic, a pro-Israel Democratic super PAC, say that 10 times fast, will start running ads in Iowa today, labeling Sanders as unelectable in a general election. The group is spending nearly $700,000 to air the following 30-second TV spot. The most important thing is we have to beat Trump. We've seen the damage that Trump and the Republican
1: Congress have done. I doubt if Bernie Sanders can beat Trump.
0: I like Bernie, I think he has great ideas, but Michigan, Pennsylvania, Iowa, they're just not going to vote for a socialist. I do have some concerns about Bernie Sanders' health, considering the fact that he did have a heart attack.
1: I think it's very important that the Democrats to nominate somebody that can beat Trump.
0: I don't feel as though Bernie Sanders would do well
1: against Donald Trump. I just don't think Bernie can beat Trump. DMFI PAC is responsible for the content of this
0: advertising. The group, the Democratic Majority for Israel, or DMFI, opposes Sanders from a centrist standpoint, wanting to push a moderate, seemingly any moderate, into the fore to ensure what its supporters believe is the only potential method to beat President Donald Trump in November. Since the Supreme Court finding in favor of Citizens United in 2010, super PACs can raise money from anyone and spend an unlimited amount as long as they don't engage in secret or private coordination with candidates and don't contribute directly to candidates or to parties. Voters in Iowa and nationally haven't settled on a top pick when you figure in undecideds and the number of people who express a preference but haven't fully made up their mind yet. Biden, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar represent flavors of centrism favored by some in the Democratic Party and some independent voters and never Trump Republicans. Sanders and Warren are painted as far left of the two and Sanders as extremely left. However, when you look at general policy positions and not the specifics of implementation, there's not a huge amount of space among those five. The most significant difference is in how to transform healthcare to be available and affordable to all Americans, but no Democratic candidate suggests that a lack of coverage for tens of billions of people and high premiums or high deductibles is something that should remain in place. The New York Times notes some of the irony of a pro-Israel super PAC putting its weight against Sanders, who is relatively even-handed in his support for the existence of the Jewish state and the rights of Palestinian people. Quote, Mr. Sanders, who doesn't often speak about his Jewish upbringing, has called for an American policy towards Israel that addresses both Israeli security and a pro-Palestinian perspective. He spent time working on a kibbutz in Israel as a young man and opposes the movement, supported by some liberals, to boycott, divest from, and sanction the country. End quote. The ads may also be an attempt to try to shock Iowa voters into making a choice, and maybe the same moderate choice, as long as it's not Sanders. The Election Ride Home is brought to you by Plexiderm. Imagine this Valentine's Day story is you. You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you notice your wrinkles and large under-eye bags. You rummage through your bag, thinking, where's your secret weapon? And there it is, Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes, and boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. You'll look years younger. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet and under eye bags in minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. Go to triplexiderm.com and enter voices for 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. Again, enter voices at triplexiderm.com to get 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling 1 800 685 1292 and mention code voices. Plexiderm is backed by a 30 day money back guarantee, so to get my special discount, enter voices at triplexiderm.com. Debra's home was
1: stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Debra says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Debra goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need Home Title Lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Lock. HometitleLock.
0: Speaking of healthcare in passing, there's one candidate who is talking about it all the time. That's Mike Bloomberg, the multi billionaire founder of a financial information company and news service, and former mayor of New York City, who has already pumped nearly $300 million of his own money into his campaign for the Democratic nomination. While Democratic candidates have debated over the specifics of extending health care, Bloomberg has mounted a full-court press against Trump on the matter. These ads stress Trump's thwarted plans to undermine or repeal the Affordable Care Act, or ACA. Bloomberg and many health care analysts argue if Trump were successful, it would lead to a return of restrictive health insurance policies that exclude pre-existing conditions. He spent $88 million on TV ads around healthcare, with $66 million focused on attacking Trump. Here's an ad he spent over $40 million on alone.
1: Obamacare is a complete and total disaster. Let Obamacare implode. These wild attacks on healthcare hurt the patients I care for. I've been a nurse in New York for 30 years. I know the difference leadership can make, because I saw what Mike Bloomberg did as mayor.
0: Mayor Bloomberg helped lower the number of uninsured by 40%, covering 700,000 more New Yorkers. Life expectancy increased. He helped expand health coverage to 200,000 more kids and upgraded pediatric care. Infant mortality rates dropped to record lows. And as mayor, Mike Bloomberg always championed reproductive health
1: for women. So when you hear Mike Bloomberg on healthcare, This is America. We can certainly afford to make sure that everybody that needs to see a doctor can see a doctor. Everybody that needs medicines to stay healthy can get those medicines. You should know he did it as mayor. He'll get it done as president. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this
0: message. Trump did not like this ad, tweeting falsely, quote, Minnie Mike Bloomberg is spending a lot of money on false advertising. I was the person who saved pre-existing conditions in your healthcare, you have it now, while at the same time winning the fight to rid you of the expensive, unfair, and very unpopular individual mandate. End quote. The ACA was a signature Obama administration effort that brought tens of millions of people without health care into plans. But after Democrats lost necessary majorities in Congress, the act wasn't able to continue to evolve. Trump made enrollment harder and blocked certain kinds of payments that improved the marketplace and, ironically, increased federal government spending on subsidies. Americans who don't receive health care coverage through work, Medicare, or Medicaid, and who purchase plans on an exchange may have high premiums and super high deductibles. Even people who receive significant subsidies for the premiums can still have unreachable deductibles. Bloomberg's approach to healthcare reform is to add a public option, something considered at the time the ACA was extensively debated and shaped in Congress. A public option would add a government-run insurance plan similar to Medicare and which would be free for residents of 14 states that didn't sign on to the ACA's provision to expand Medicaid. For everyone else, the public option would be cheaper, but not necessarily much cheaper than commercial plans. This is similar to other centrist candidates' plans and preserves private health insurance policies. However, it's in opposition to Medicare for All, which would ultimately expand to cover everyone, including full-time workers, and the government would administer payments. Healthcare would remain the current mix of private, nonprofit, not not-for-profit, and government-run as in our current system. This is different from, say, the National Health Service in the United Kingdom in which most of the healthcare is government-operated. There's the issue of how to pay for it all. America's healthcare system is incredibly inefficient compared to universal state-run or state-paid programs found in other countries. Biden has at times said Warren's reform plan would require massive new spending, although her and other reform plans shift spending and find efficiencies by removing middlemen, bill processing, and high markups of standard services. Pundits say Bloomberg could be onto something. He's risen nationally in the polls, even as he has chosen to not campaign in the first four states and focus on Super Tuesday coming March 3rd. Polster Gallup found in a mid-October 2018 poll that healthcare topped issues people said affected their vote. responded that way. The economy and immigration were at 78%. The, quote, way women are treated in U.S. society, end quote, was 74%. Gun policy at 72%, taxes at 70%. The Democrats' key 2018 messages were, not strange at all, healthcare, jobs, and immigration, and they ran a historic number of women candidates. In the 2018 midterm elections, Democrats gained 41 seats in the House for its current 232 to 197 majority over Republicans. That number changed recently when Democratic House member Jeff Van Drew switched allegiance from D to R over the articles of impeachment. Trump held a rally in New Jersey last night, and the president said, quote, Jeff had the guts to defy the left-wing fanatics in his own party and to stand tall in defense of our Constitution, our freedom, and democracy itself, end quote. The rally was held on the Jersey Shore in Wildwood, a frigid, deserted boardwalk town at this time of year. Trump addressed health care last night, too, framed this way by the New York Times, quote, We are protecting people with pre-existing conditions, and we always will, said Mr. Trump, whose administration has taken steps to weaken such protections, end quote. (music) Former South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg has a problem with providing opportunity and accepting input from his staff, people of color, according to the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, and both Buttigieg's response and his campaign response to questions about the stories. The two major papers ran articles on Tuesday exposing difficulties in the Buttigieg campaign in recruiting black, Latino, and other people of color to the staff, in listening to staff members of color, of inappropriate requests and treatment, and of ignoring their warnings. This included asking Latino staff members to help with Spanish translation even if the staff member didn't speak Spanish. However, Buttigieg's campaign said 40% of staff are non-white. The New York Times notes one example from October 2019 that seemed quite stark at the time, but comes off as even worse when you realize it was avoidable. The campaign had planned a fundraiser with a donor who had helped try to suppress the release of video showing the police shooting of a black Chicago teenager. Some members of the vetting team had warned against doing the fundraiser with the donor as co-host. Campaign fundraising officials proceeded anyway and, at the last minute amid an outcry, were forced to remove the donor as co-host and return his donation. The campaign said in a statement posted on Medium this week, Quote, when we experienced an internal communications breakdown in our vetting and decision making process this fall, we instituted a review enlisting outside help and adjusted the process to ensure diverse perspectives were included on vetting decisions and that there were multiple opportunities to flag vetting issues. End quote. Would a judge polls in the low single digits among black voters nationally, while Biden routinely has the highest support, about 50 percent across multiple polls. The campaign is trying to work on staff concerns, however, holding a retreat in December and a large meeting at a staffer's apartment building in January to address issues that weren't asked in December. On Tuesday, Buttigieg told reporters at a town hall in Iowa about taking steps to improve inclusion, quote, they lead to conversations that are tough. They can be a risk, but it needs to happen because this conversation nationally is tough and we need to be practicing in our own organizations what we're proposing needs to happen across the United States, end quote. Just a brief update on the state of the impeachment trial. Today, questions from senators started to be asked of the House impeachment managers and Trump legal team. Senators had to submit questions in writing, and Chief Justice John Roberts Jr. reviewed them and then read them aloud. 16 hours is allotted for questions, and the Chief Justice suggested limiting responses to five minutes based on a previous impeachment trial's guidelines. An acquittal is all but certain, and likely all GOP senators will vote against the articles. Alabama Senator Doug Jones, facing a tough, perhaps impossible, re-election battle this fall, as I discussed yesterday, floated the notion he might acquit Trump of obstruction even as he said, quote, "The more I see the President of the United States attacking witnesses, the stronger that case gets." End quote. In a private meeting with Senate Republicans yesterday, majority leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky said he didn't yet have the votes to prevent witnesses from being called, although that was due to uncommitted senators. He has said he will have the votes by Friday. The count in favor of witnesses so far is just Utah Senator Mitt Romney as a definitive yes, a probable yes from Maine Senator Susan Collins, and a not-yet-decided from Alaska's Lisa Murkowski. She met privately with McDonald for 30 minutes yesterday. Four Republicans and all Democratic senators would have to vote in favor of hearing witnesses when the motion is raised on Friday to move forward. That could extend the trial by weeks. If it doesn't achieve a 51-vote majority, however, it's likely the trial will end Friday based on Republican senators' interest in immediately voting on the articles. And that's the election roundup for today. I'm your host, Glenn Fleischman. You can find this podcast on Twitter at electionpodcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash home, and on the internet at ridehome.info. I am also on Twitter at Glenn F. that's G-L-E-N-N-F like Frank. If you like printing history, and you know I do, check out my Tiny Type Museum project at tinytypemuseum.com. I'll talk to you again tomorrow with the next update. Thank you very much for listening, and have a pleasant rest of your day. Oh, mm-hmm. my